Thank you, Katie and team. Uh, I want to start off this evening, if possible. This is a celebration evening. Is that right? I think it is. Yeah. Amen. Celebration. We have celebration songs. There's that, that passage of scripture that Katie read. We hadn't um, worked that out before. I'm not going to reference to it, but I, I just absolutely love that whole kind of imitating Christ's humility. That's what it's about for us when we come to worship, when we live our lives 24-7. That's what it's about. Um, and I, I want us to, the, tonight to celebrate a little bit, if possible. So what I'm going to ask you to do, <laughs> it's going to be nothing crazy. It's all right, Callum, you're okay. Um, is just talk to the person next to you or in a little group. As, when was the last time you really celebrated? And I mean, really celebrated that kind of yes kind of thing, all right? Not kind of like, oh, it's really good, that was nice, yeah, that's lovely. But that real kind of celebration of something that's happened in your life. The most recent one, I mean, we can all say the birth of a child and all that kind of stuff. And, but just, just spend the next minute or so just sharing with the person next to you a time when you actually might need two minutes to think about it. <laughs> So just take a minute to think about the last time you really celebrated something. And we'll come back together in a minute. Right, I reckon that's enough time to discuss. <laughs> Do you want to share that? <laughs> Ian was saying it was when Ian last no when West Ham last won a game, so it was that far back. That's a long, yeah, free. <laughs> Is anyone bold enough to share? Anyone want to share a, a time of celebration? Andy, let me hand you the microphone. So last October for Florence's birthday, she got her first bike. We did the whole stabilizers thing, but I think she kind of initially had a lot of enthusiasm, but then that died down a bit. And at the start of the summer, she came to me and said, Daddy, I'd like to ride my bike without stabilizers. 
in my head, I thought, a couple of days, job done. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it was like patience tested beyond limits. <laughs> Four days in, she finally managed to go about 20 foot without me holding on to her. And I genuinely cheered, jumped up. She did as well, which kind of defeated the object because then she stopped for a bit. <laughs> but we had a massive hug and it was a real moment of celebration. Awesome. Thank you, Andy. I like that. It's good. I like that. Anyone else? Oh, look, two. Ladies first. Tom, no. Yeah, I, uh, two things I've got to celebrate. Yesterday, my, it was only yesterday. Yes. We had, um, my son has got his first house in Chelmsford, so we're very excited. Um, I haven't got any money because I've had to lend him loads. But, uh, um, and my daughter got engaged. Hey. So, uh, four children, two of them are very settled. Brilliant. So we've had a big celebration. Thank you. Excellent. Tom? I'm amazed no one said it yet, but when Kieran Trippier put England winding up in a World Cup semi-final... Oh, mate, come on. <laughs> That's it. It's been such a long time for him to see someone score a goal. Just gets my step count up doing this. Um, mine was at the end of last school year when um, uh, a girl who had come into my class and she got one on the mental maths test. Um, at the end of the year, she got 18... Wow. And we cheered. She still didn't pass, right. but she got 18, so we were very excited. She, she was cheering, and it was good. Excellent. Awesome. Anyone else? If not, I'll leave it. Right. Brilliant. Thank you for those who've shared. There's, um, there's always occasion for us to celebrate in life. There are loads of things that, that go on and, 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 and happen. And um, what I wanted to share just a little bit is one of mine recently has to do with football, so we're keeping the theme going, if that's all right. Um, now, some of you may know that I support um, uh, Billericay Town Football Club in the pastors thing. There's a few of us that go down there. And you, you, you get to know the people, you get to know the team and the club and everything else like that. And last season, they were doing really kind of well, and they are in a cup final against the Met Police there were no police officers in the Met Police at all anymore. Um, but they were playing this game and they were 3-1 down with five minutes to go. 3-1 down in the final, that's it. And there were some people, the Billericay Town fans, were just leaving. And you're like, do you know what? Fatal mistake. Fatal mistake. Um, then up steps this striker with a great name, proper Essex name, Billy Bricknell. <laughs> he's a builder as well which is fantastic he steps up and out of nowhere wrestles past a couple of defenders and, and bang gets a goal back and you can see the fans kind of like eh, well yeah kind of thing and it's just like it's 3-2 it's three minutes to go and you're like no the way they've played they're awful it's never going to do it absolutely awful on 90 minutes, Billy Bricknell, again, gets the ball. <laughs> I love the name Billy Bricknell. He's a top lad. He gets the ball at his feet and toe pokes it just inside the post. The crowd go wild. Well, actually, none of the um, Met Police fans. There was hardly any there. But all the Billericay Town fans just erupt with this celebration. Cannot believe Where has that come from? <laughs> What's that? I said that. Yeah, no. 
It was just no. There was like <laughs> cheeky monkey. Get yourself to West Ham. Uh, and, and just like the crowd erupted, this celebration. It's just like, oh my goodness me, which then takes it into extra time. So extra half an hour. Within three minutes of the kickoff, Billy Bricknell <laughs> gets his third goal. Eric, no one can believe it. This guy literally has been playing 90 minutes, hasn't scored a thing. Literally the fastest hat-trick he's ever scored in nine minutes. And we go on then and someone else scores and we win the final 5-3. And at the end of the whistle, everyone's running on the pitch and there's just so they're throwing the players up in the air, catching them as they come down as well, because that'd be really bad. I there's champagne corks going off. It's a re- that fans are mixing with the players and the manager and all this kind of stuff. There's a real sense of celebration about blokes kicking a bag of wind around a green pitch. That celebration, but it was raw. It was there. And I kind of wonder where we are when it comes to celebrating this King of Kings, this Lord of Lords. Okay? I, I, I confess that I cheer more for Billericay Town Football Club than I do for Jesus sometimes in that kind of guttural worship There's something about seeing it there, but actually we have got it deep down inside. And I just want us to have a look at some scripture. Um, We've all truly celebrated things in our lives. uh, And and I just want to look at some of the disciples as they celebrated uh, something and Jesus' reaction to them. So Luke 10, I'm going to look at. So get your Bibles out. Hopefully you brought them on your phones or whatever. Luke 10, verses 17 to 24. The 72 returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. He replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. However, do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. At that time, full of joy through the Holy Spirit, uh, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this was your good pleasure. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows who the Son is except the Father, and no one knows who the Father is except the Son, and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Then he turned to his disciples and said privately, Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings wanted to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. Luke 10 is one of my favourite 
chapters in the Bible. Some of the young people are smiling already because they know that. I keep telling them about it. Um, But when you've got something that you really feel God laid on your heart, you keep wanting to share it and say stuff. And the reason why it's uh, one of my favourite passages in the Bible, one of the favourite chapters, is because I believe this is Jesus' instructions of how to do mission, how to evangelise to people. Okay, In a nutshell, from verses 5 to 9, Jesus says to his disciples, take nothing with you for starters, but when you go out, be and find people of peace. Be and find people of peace. When you come to that house, you look for that person. If they're a person of peace, you stay there. If they're not, dust yourself off and move on. Okay. He then says, fellowship with them. He says, eat food with them. And that means, have a drink. Have a cup of coffee. Coffee was around uh, then at the time. Um, But they just stay there and fellowship. Have meals. Have fun. Get to know them. Build a relationship with them. Then it says meet their need. Pray for them. Help them out when they're in a tough situation maybe. If this person of peace is there, he's feeding you, he's part, you're getting to know them really well... You help them out with things. You start to get involved in their lives. And then Jesus says the kingdom comes. The kingdom comes. For us, a lot of it is like, well, how do I um, invite someone to an event that we're doing at church because it should be really good and it's at the church. And they're okay, but actually when it comes down to it, mission for me, I think, as Jesus says, It's about being in the community. It's about being people of peace. It's finding those people of peace. It's building relationships with them. Having food with them. That's what Jesus did was ate and drank with the the last, the least and the lost. And then the kingdom comes. It's almost like we don't have to strive at it. I think we really strive at evangelism. We really strive to try and do this and try and do that. And, oh, I don't know if I can share Jesus with them. Actually, if you are Jesus to them, if you act in that way, you will find that you will meet their need. You pray for them and the kingdom comes. I love this. And this is, this is a bit of a model that I'm trying in my own life instead of like, come along to this, come along to that. Go out and be. Go out and find these people. And the disciples do this. The disciples do this. And in verse 17, they return saying, even the demons submitted to them. When was the last time a demon submitted to you? Maybe a bit of a strange question. But when was the last time? When was the last time you actively was out there praying against something, fighting that warrior fight? Dealing with something. I smile at Ian because it happened recently for us, just going and dealing with an enemy in someone's house. And there's a little bit of when you get in there, you're like, flipping sort this out. (laughs) It was for us because we talk about it all the time. We preach about it all the time. We say, look, we want to defeat what the enemy's doing in people's lives. Then when an opportunity comes along, Probably most of us would go, no, you're all right. 
<laughs> that's not, I don't do that kind of thing. Leave that to Ian and Gary and all the other guys. And actually, for us, when we got that kind of call, it felt a little bit like Batman and Robin. You're going out there, <laughs> just joking, joking, joking. You shouldn't joke about it. But actually, when we went there, I mean, I'm praying in tongues. We get there and we're praying, and, and we have a real sense that God did something in that place, and the enemy was routed. And you do come out of it with a sense of, yes, cool, wow. What did you say? <laughs> have it, have it, son. But that, that's what it's about. Because if we live in this Christian life, it isn't about the comfortable, it isn't about the easy. It's about actually saying, do you know what, the power in me... It's the same power that resurrected Jesus Christ from the grave and brought people back to life. So demons fleeing, (laughs) it's child's play. It should be. But I know that we don't always work in that way. But these disciples, the 72, these aren't the 12. They're the others. They're the bigger group that Jesus is speaking to but not in the same way that he's really speaking into the 12. He's got this close group of 12 that he is really throwing so much at them, walking with them. And the 72 are there as well, but they're kind of... So Jesus, when he's sending out the 72, he's kind of like sending out the other disciples, the ones that maybe even didn't make the cut of the 12. And those 12 were a bunch of ragtag young lads, weren't they? And you kind of think... How did they actually manage to do any of this? So these are the other 72 going. And Jesus' reply, I love this. Come on. He says, he saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. He saw him fall. Now this is probably a reference to Isaiah 4 verse 12. right? Where actually in Isaiah 4 verse 12 it says, How you are fallen from heaven, O day star, son of dawn. How you are cut down to the ground, you who laid the nations low. And Isaiah is actually writing here with some scholars believe about Satan's fall from heaven. And Jesus says, I saw Satan fall because I was there. I was there when he waged war against my father and he was cast out. I saw him fall. I saw him defeated. He was fallen from grace. His power was limited. And in verse 19, it actually says, and I love this, I have given you, as the 72, authority to trample on snakes and scorpions to overcome all the power of the enemy, nothing will harm you. Lucifer's power is limited. The power we have in Jesus Christ is awesome. That defeats any power of the devil. His limited power, because our power that we have through the Holy Spirit given to us, exercising that, literally will move mountains. 
And it's interesting, recently I saw an article in the newspaper about uh, a church in America that are a little bit crazy where they actually get snakes out and test this. Now, I'm not saying that that's what we're going to start doing in the youth work because I might get fired. Um, so we're just going to go with scorpions. Uh, but it's like you, there's some things you don't t- tempt and, and, and test, you know. But it's really interesting that Jesus was saying this with his disciples, but... Do we see that for us as well? Do we get the context of what that's about? Is that there will be these things like snakes and scorpions coming into our lives, attacking us, and we can defeat them through the power of the Holy Spirit. That same power in them is available to us. And I want that more and more in my life. I actually want the Ghostbusters car. I want to be able to drive around a bit of Ricky, going out on a mission for God and doing this and doing that. I'm only joking a little bit. But there's, there's, there's something about that kind of, yes, it's operating in that heroic for God. Operating in that heroic for God. Ian's got this T-shirt that um, he went out and got for me. Thank you very much. Um, sent to him. I haven't seen you wear it much, mate. It's a bit small. <laughs> Well, you know what to do. <laughs> I know Mark Massey bought it for you, and he is a little fella. Um, and it's, it's, it's this. It says, Pastor, because hardcore devil-stomping ninja isn't an official job title. Because <laughs> inside me, and inside Ian, uh, hopefully Ian, there's, 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 this, there's this want, certainly in my life, to take it to the devil. To, to, to drive out what he's doing in the world. And I know that I've got to deal with stuff in my life that he's niggling at and he's just reminding me of as well. But we do it together in that passage that Katie read to try and imitate Christ Jesus, to try and imitate his humility. See, that's what I want to be. We call pastors because demon-slaying ninja isn't an official job title. But I love that whole context. I love the whole idea of that spiritual warfare, and the young people know that, and keep reminding them of that as well. Because we are in a battle. It's as simple as that. We are in a battle. I heard someone say once to me, I want to work so well for the Lord that my name is known in hell. That actually, his name is a force to be reckoned with. And I kind of understood where it was coming from. I kind of understood where that was coming from. But isn't that what it's about, though? To be able to drive out the dominion of darkness, to see the kingdom of heaven break in? Isn't that what we need to be celebrating? No. No. Well done, Andrea. Not verse 20. It's part of it, but that's not really it. That's not really it. Verse 20. I'll read it. However, do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Rejoice that your names are written in heaven. In Revelation 21, verse 27, that kind of backs it up a little bit. It says, Nothing impure will ever enter it, nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deeful, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's 
book of life. We don't celebrate because we've been able to destroy the dominion of darkness. As good and as awesome as that is, we celebrate that each one of us who believes in Christ Jesus has our name written in a very special book in heaven. Now, there there are some theologians and scholars that have kind of over the years have been trying to work out who is in the book of life. Is my name there? Um, when were, when were they written in there? Was it, was it at the beginning before creation, just for the elect, um, that God has chosen? Does the book of life has everyone's name in it, but the Lamb's book of life is different and just has the names of the people who have accepted Jesus and who he is? Do you know what? We could talk about that till Jesus returns and still not actually truly know. The fact is that Jesus says to these 72, his followers, their names are written in heaven. And that's good enough for them. And it's good enough for us. That's what we need to remember here. That's not that we get complacent in dealing with the dominion of darkness and just thinking, oh, well, my name's written in heaven. Okay, I'm in. I'm sorted. Got my ticket. I'm just going to sit down and enjoy the ride. That's not what it's about. This isn't a cruise ship. It should be a battleship. It should be a lifeboat. Rescuing. Winning people that are literally falling into hell. Literally. And we're asked as Christians to go out and defeat the dominion of darkness. To drive that out. But remember that our names are written in heaven. So we can be the greatest preacher, demon slayer, prophetess, worship leader, youth leader, evangelist, etc., etc., bringing the kingdom of God into people's lives. But don't ever celebrate in that. Celebrate that your name is written in heaven. The assurance of salvation and eternity with Jesus. Because that's the destination to celebrate about. This life is just a journey. But God is asking us to get on and do some amazing things for us. But remember, the destination is what we celebrate about. We celebrate that we are kings and queens. Princes and princesses of the king. And I know for some of us, it's hard to celebrate in life. Sometimes... Life sucks. And it's difficult and it's hard and you feel there's no joy and you feel there's no time to celebrate. Go to verse 20. Go to verse 20 of Luke 10 and celebrate that your name is written in a book of life. I'm going to pray and then we're going to respond in singing a few more celebration songs. So Father God, I want to thank you that as Jesus said towards the end of that passage, blessed are those 72 because it's been revealed to them. The unlearned, the unwise, the other 72 disciples, that Father, they went out and they came back full of joy, just saying, yes, we defeated 
the dominion of darkness. We drove out demons and Jesus was, yes, I saw Satan fall. But to remember that actually their names are written in heaven. And Father, may we, in our darkest time and our most joyous time of celebrating, whether it be on a football pitch or whatever it might be, the Father, we remember that our names are written in an eternal place that one day we will go there. We will be there with you, our Heavenly Father. No more tears, no more sadness, just pure joy and celebration with the King. We thank you, Father. Amen.